Hey, Drew Dixon, back with you for another Bible Thump. I'm the chief content nerd at Love Thy Nerd, and we're in the Gospel of Mark. And I just want to encourage you from the Word of God. The goal of these Bible Thumps is not actually to hit you with the Bible, but hopefully to open it up, find some truth, find some hope, and find some encouragement in, in the story that it's telling. And so we've been unpacking this question, what is the good news about Jesus? That's how Mark's Gospel opens. He says, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, um, Gospel means good news. It's not just a story about Jesus, but it's good news. The reality, the story, the life of Jesus is good news. And so we want to answer the question, why is it good news? What does this good news look like? What does the good news that Jesus is bringing look like? And when Jesus began preaching this good news, this is what he said. He said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So the good news about Jesus surrounds this idea of kingdom. It has to do with the idea of a kingdom coming from heaven to earth, and it's here and it's among us. Jesus is bringing the reign and rule of God to bear on our present existence. And so what does this good news look like? What is the good news of God's kingdom entering our world? What does that look like? So last week we saw an example of what it looks like, and one of the things that it looks like is, is the last couple weeks, is Jesus overcoming temptation. Jesus staring into the face of Satan and saying, no. And really, it's the first time in the history of, of, of the world, in the first time in human history when someone looked into the eyes of Satan, who was tempting us to say, you know, hey, I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to do my own thing apart from God. Jesus looked into Satan's eyes and said, no, I'm not going to go my own way. I'm going to submit to the goodness and the authority and the care of a good God, and I'm going to go his way. But then it also looks like Jesus calling disciples to drop everything, right, and follow him. This week we're going to see how the good news of the kingdom looks like someone with an oppressive spirit, an unclean spirit, a demon, um, which is kind of a weird story to talk about because we live in in a... Um, in a very empirical world where we want empirical evidence for everything. And so we were like, does is demon possession really happen today? Um, and so we get all hung up on that. And I don't think that's really the point of the story. The point of the story is that Jesus looks at someone who's oppressed by a spirit who is in a place of, of spiritual need and brokenness, and he cares and he acts and he brings relief. So let's read uh, Mark 1. I just want to say three things about what the kingdom of God looks like. We're going to read Mark 1, starting in verse 21, and we're going to read through verse 28. So this is Mark 1, starting in verse 21. They went into Capernaum, and right away he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and began to teach. They were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them as one who had authority and not like the scribes. Just then a man with an unclean spirit uh, was in their synagogue, and he cried out, what do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit threw him into convulsions, shouted with a loud voice, and came out of him. And they were all amazed, so they began to ask each other, What is this? What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, the good news about him spread throughout the entire vicinity of Galilee. Okay, so I just want to say three things about what this good news of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven entering our space, the kingdom of earth, the world of earth, the, the, the place we inhabit. What does it look like for Jesus to bring truly good news? What does this good news look like? Well, first we see that it looks like someone teaching with authority. 
Um, that's the first thing that people notice when Jesus begins his public teaching career, right? That's the first thing that people begin to say about them, about him. They're astonished at his teaching. They're amazed. He's, he's turning heads. His teaching is getting people's attention, and it's making them talk. And here's the word about his teaching. They say he teaches as one with authority and not like the scribes. What does that mean? Well, in the ancient world, in Jesus' day, you uh, rabbinical teachers, rabbis, um, Jewish teachers, got their reputation, developed credibility by siding with various other teachers, right? There was this whole long history of faithful rabbinic teaching, like teaching of the Old Testament, teaching. Um, that, that's the Bible that Jesus had that, I mean, they didn't really have Bibles, but they would have scrolls that they had access to at various synagogues, um, but they would be scrolls of the Old Testament. And that's what would be taught from, that would, what's, what would be preached from. But as you taught, you would always quote Rabbi so-and-so. Well, Rabbi so-and-so said this, and Rabbi so-and-so said that. And um, you would borrow their authority to try and make a case of your own for why people should listen to your teaching and, and hear you out, right? Well, Jesus didn't teach like that. He taught as one with an authority that was inherent to himself. He wasn't borrowing from all these other old rabbis and stuff. He was teaching on his own authority, and it astonished people. Um, so we see an example of this in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, "You have heard it said, um, love your enemy and or, or uh, love your sorry, love your neighbor, but." hate your enemy. And he says, no, I say, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. And he said, you've heard it said you, and he said, you've heard it said uh, that you, that you, you know, do not murder. But he says, but I say unto you, um, don't even have anger, hatred in your heart towards your brother. Because if you do, it's like you've already, um, it's like you've already committed murder. You see what he's doing there is he's taking the law and giving us his own interpretation of it. Um, not that it was different from how people should interpret the Old Testament or the law, uh, but it was it's like the perfect interpretation of it. He's a teacher who you can trust. He's a teacher with authority. He, he teaches in a way that's true and in a way that's beneficial, in a way that leads to our flourishing. If we'll listen to Jesus' teaching about murder, which is really more than just about whether you kill somebody, but it's no, it's how do you relate to your neighbor? Whereas his teaching on adultery doesn't just have to do with um, with whether or not we actually sleep with someone who's not our spouse, but no, it has to do with how we view other human beings. Do we see them as objects for our pleasure, or do we see them as people made in God's image who are worthy of our respect and our care? You see, Jesus is a teacher you can trust. Um, and listen, we've all been taught by people who come to find out we couldn't really trust what they were saying, that they were misleading us, even if they had good intentions. I think back to some of my early Christian upbringing, and I was taught by a lot of teachers with good intentions that really, I mean, I think they cared about me in a way, but um, but there's things about their teaching that I later had to unpack that it was like, that actually wasn't trustworthy. I'll give you kind of a silly example, but I remember... Um, and one of the first churches that I attended in high school, I remember we had this like, uh, I think they called it like a prophecy conference. And I show up to this prophecy conference and this guy's like showing all these slideshows of various toys. I'm not making this up, like Pokemon toys and, um, oh gosh, what else was there? Um, there's Harry Potter stuff and all these things. And I remember what he was saying is, is, is trying to point out how all these things were demonic in some way. And, uh, and, and I, there's part of me that was like, well, maybe that's true. I remember thinking it was weird, and I wasn't sure I could really trust it. But you see, later I had to unpack that 
this guy really didn't necessarily, his teaching wasn't really necessarily tr trustworthy. It wasn't really something that led to my flourishing. It was something I had to unpack and realize that I didn't have to feel shame for wanting to read Harry Potter books, right? Um, something I had to unpack. Um, so we have a hard time trusting sometimes, whether the people, the teachers around us. Now, I don't want you, I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging you to distrust your pastor or the teachers in your lives. Uh, let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's assume positive intent and the teachers in our lives. But what I am saying is that sometimes we can be in this place where we're like, I don't know if I can really trust some of the teaching that I'm getting. Here's what I want to say to you about Jesus. You can trust his teaching. He has your good in mind in the things that he says and in the things that he does. He has your flourishing in his heart as he teaches and as he invades our lives. The kingdom of God invading our space is good. It brings goodness. It brings flourishing. It brings peace. The second thing we see in this story, uh, after Jesus teaches and, and people are like, this guy teaches this one with authority. The second thing we see him doing is that we see Jesus is in the business of healing a spiritually broken world. He's in the business of healing our spiritually broken world. We live in a spiritually broken world, but the good news is that Jesus has authority over that world. And we see this early on in this, in this passage that we just read. This demon, there's this man with an unclean spirit, right? And uh, he's in the synagogue and he's crying out. Um, he says, what do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Has you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. There's a lot of things we can unpack there, but I just want to point out a few. First of all, this spirit is not doing this man any favors. It's tormenting him. It's causing him problems. It's, it's interrupting his life to where he can't be healthy and happy and whole. And um, Jesus, uh, Jesus' very presence, Jesus' very presence strikes fear, not in the man, but in the unclean spirit that's invading and disrupting his life. The unclean spirit speaks out. One unclean spirit, by the way, speaks out, what have you to do with us? So this one unclean spirit is saying, you, Jesus, are a threat to all the other unclean spirits, to me and my kind. Do you see what's going on here? Um, and so Jesus has authority over our spiritually broken, spiritually, um, to use a buzzword, a, you know, demonic world. Um, and I'm not here to say anything about how... Uh, demonic possession may or may not operate in our world today, but I do think there are many things in our world which are demonic. I mean, you don't have to look that far to see some examples, but um, child trafficking is something that's obviously obviously demonic. Um, exploitation of the poor is something that's obviously demonic. Um, when we seek to harm other human beings made in God's image for our personal gain, that's, that's demonic. Um, this demon disrupting this guy's life, this unclean spirit, this is a demonic thing. It's not, it's not representative of, of God's goodness and his design for the world. So the fact that this demon exists is the evidence that we live in a spiritually broken world. We see evidence of spiritually, spiritual brokenness in our own hearts and lives, don't we? The way that we can't get along with our neighbors, the way that we tend to objectify one another and define each other by our political beliefs. We've seen that a lot lately, haven't we? Um, the way that we um, can't seem to see things from the point of view of other people, from our spouses, from our friends, uh, from our neighbors. The fact that it's so hard for us to walk a mile in each other's shoes is evidence of the spiritual brokenness of the world that we live in. 
And this demon says, I know who you are, holy one of God. He fears Jesus. He knows who Jesus is. This demon has pretty good theology in a sense, but he hates Jesus, which is, there's a whole other lesson there, right? You can have really good theology. You can know a lot about Jesus and still um, have your heart be far from him. But Jesus rebukes this unclean spirit, says, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit threw him into convulsions, shouted with a loud voice and came out of him. And everyone was amazed, so they began to ask, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once news news spreads about this good news. Good news looks like Jesus um, healing what's broken in our world, in our hearts and lives, and in the world around us. Jesus is in the business of healing. Are we inviting him to do that work of healing? The last thing we see in this this passage is that the good news of Jesus' kingdom looks like It looks like oppressed people finding care and relief. Oppressed people finding care and relief. It's important to note that, yes, Jesus is declaring authority over the demonic world, over all the demons in this passage, and that's kind of one of the main points here. But also Jesus cared about one person who was being oppressed and whose life was being disrupted, and he acted. I think... This calls us to step, step back and say, do we care about the people around us who are oppressed? Do we care about the people around us who are going through difficult times? Do we care about the people around us who feel um, spiritually oppressed? And they are all around us. We think that they're not, but maybe a lot of times we're not listening. Do we care about our friends who are speaking up to say, hey, things are not going so well right now? Or maybe the person that's not speaking up, but you know, you can tell by their demeanor, like something's going wrong in this person's life. Um, we may not have the authority to command unclean spirits to come out of people, but I tell you, or you may not feel like you have that authority, but I tell you, you have a tremendous amount of authority if you've put your hope and trust in Jesus. You have the authority to tell people about the hope they can find in this world through Jesus. You can tell them about um, someone who cares, who teaches with authority, who has their best interest at heart, at heart right? Um, there is hope in Jesus. And so I'm not telling you necessarily to go and rebuke. Please don't, please don't go and rebuke uh, the unclean spirits that you think might be in your friends before you do a little bit of investigation, right? Um, I'm not giving you any kind of authority to do that or, or, or telling you to do that. But what I am saying is to care and to take note of the people in your lives who, who need a friend, who need help, who need hope, and just speak up. Just be present. Say, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? How can I pray for you? Um, how can I help you? Maybe just show up and be a friend to someone this week who feels who feels downcast, who's not doing so well, who's not been very present in your life because they're going through a really tough time because of COVID or, or whatever else. Um, let's speak up. Let's be those who, when we see people being oppressed, when we see people going through difficult times, that we care and we want to help them find relief. That's not so hard, is it? That's something we can all do. Hope you found this encouraging, and and I hope it filled you with hope, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you again next week. That's it for me. We'll see you next time for Bible Thump. Thanks. Remember, Jesus loves you, nerd.